0: Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, August 28th, 2022. What's going on? Oh, 23, sorry, 2023. Oh, shit. You know, some days you're having such a great day that something fucked up has to happen, and that's what happened to me today. I had some buddies of mine. Um, a buddy of mine was pl- plays drums... You know he's in town. He's out in Riverside. He goes. You got to come out check out my new kit and blah blah blah. So I go down there. I watch him play sound check. Sick ass Ludwig kit, double bass, mic'd up. It's amazing. He lets me sit on the kit for a second. We go out. We get coffee. Lead singer hangs out. Everything's fucking great. I'm not naming names because I don't know. I don't. I just you know. I don't like fucking name dropping and shit. But totally cool guys, right? So we fucking we're hanging out. And uh, I'm driving home and I'm just merging on to this highway, driving like, you know, fucking 10, 15 miles an hour. And all of a sudden, boom, I just get rear-ended. And look, there's like this fucking 18-wheeler. It's like, there's no way you didn't see me. I didn't whip into his lane. I wasn't being that, you know, the truckers hate when the cars like don't respect them and cut them off. And like, I wasn't even doing that. I was just gradually going in. He just fucking bangs into the back of my car and just keeps going. (laughs) So I'm like, what the fuck? I'm looking at him and he gives me like the peace sign. Like, like, you know, peace means everything. Like peace, I'm sorry and peace out. I'm out of here. So I think he meant I'm out of here. So I got his license plate. So I call the fucking 911. They're like, you know, kind of like what exit it happened on. You got to pull over. I got to send the cop. I go, I don't have time. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving the country. And they go, well, you can go to a CHP thing. You do this. You file a report. Do you have his license? I go, I got his license plate. Go, you fucking do this. You do that. And I just said, all right, all right. Forget it. Forget it. Just forget it. I'm not pulling over on the side of the road. There's no fucking place to pull over. I'm not going to get hit while I'm sitting here. And at the end of the fucking day, I'm going on the road for two weeks. I don't know what my car looks like. I ended up getting out of my car, it's not bad. He fucked up the wrap, he scratched some shit. What just, you know what annoyed me? Is that he didn't pull over. If he just pulled over and gave me his side, I would just be like, all right, do you know, I don't wanna go through all this bullshit, do you? Fuck it, I don't care, all right? I never put anything through my insurance company. I never do it. I never do it because even if it's not my fault, they still raise my rate. So fuck them, okay? And I don't want to talk to a bunch of cops about this bullshit. They're busy doing other stuff. And then I got to give out all this fucking information. You know, I don't want to get the guy that drove the truck in trouble. I didn't think I did anything. Maybe I don't know his version. Maybe I did something wrong. I, didn't, I just was coming over. <laughs> so whatever. I got a body shop. I'm just going to drop it off tomorrow. And when I return from my run of dates overseas, it will be repaired. They'll say how much it is. I will pay it and I will get on with my fucking life. Um, whatever. It was that guy driving the truck really fucking annoyed me because I was going to be cool. Because if he said it was my fault and it sounded like it was, I didn't think it was. I don't give a fuck. You know, but whatever. I get it. I get it, he probably deals with guys in cars all the time that are fucking assholes and he had had enough and just decided he was gonna fucking drive into me and I hit the lottery, right? But also, I look at it like the balance of life, you know? My day was fucking great, you know? And I went down, I got to play a fucking killer double bass drum set, have coffee and just watch this amazing band play soundcheck. And it's just like, why wouldn't that happen? It just bugged me that he he didn't even... Yeah, fuck you. I'm not pulling over. Fuck you. I don't know. Sometimes I really feel like... Uh, the rude behavior of the internet is now spilling out into real life. And I just really mean, like... The level of rude that people are in, like, comments and shit like that. Um... That just becomes like a habit and just everybody just has to be like a douche. You know? I mean, I thought I was being cool because like I could have been like, oh my god, my neck. Oh my I have whiplash. Oh my God, I'm gonna sue your fucking company. And I wasn't being that guy. I don't know. What 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 the fuck are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? What the fuck are you gonna do? So anyway. Um I'm getting ready to go to Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi, Dhabi, do. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm nervous about the fucking show. Cause they asked me to do it, and then I said, "Really?" And they were like, "Yeah." And I was like, "All right." And then it becomes like, don't talk about this, don't talk about that, da 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 da. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> now I'm all nervous. I ain't trying to get arrested abroad. I'll go out there in a fucking tuxedo and do knock knock jokes. I, I am not. Yeah. I, I don't need any fucking Lenny Bruce cred. I'm not trying to get arrested and fucking. I'm not doing that shit. So whatever. I'm going to feel them out. I think it's going to be like a bunch of expats from what I heard. English, Australia, American, you know, bankers, developers, whatever. I think that that's what the crowd's going to be. So I'm going to get the lay of the land before I go up there. But, you know, um, there's always like that, uh, that thing in the back of my head, Like I remember when I did that gig in India that I had such a great time doing, but there was like, I had to get a piece of paper saying I could go into the country to do it. And then I had to get that piece of paper that said I could leave. And I couldn't get it until I went to the country and I had to go to whatever the hell it was, the consulate, the embassy, I don't know what it was. But I just remember the promoters like, yeah, don't worry, man, I'll go in there with you. We'll go in and we'll knock it out. And we went to go into the place and then they were like, yeah, no, you can't come in, only the comedian. And then I fucking went in there and I'm just sitting there like, and and there was some beautiful songwriter that won a Grammy and she went over there and they didn't let her out. So I'm thinking like, if they they don't let her out, there's no fucking way they're letting me out unless it's based on looks like reverse, like get this ugly fucking bald ginger out of here. Maybe I got a chance that way. Um, I don't know what, but all I remember was I was sitting in that place with this nice lady I met from Afghanistan and she was trying to figure out if she was going to get out. And then it kind of hit me like, wow, man, I remember when I was a kid, I saw that movie Stripes and that guy was trying to teach him English. And he was like, you know, son of bitch shit, son of bitch shit. I realized like, wow, I am literally in the classroom right now because I don't speak, you know, whatever, what is the language? Hindu, Indian, I don't even know what the language is. I I, I come from American public schools. So all they talked to me about was the fucking Mayflower. It's always about white guys coming over in ships. (laughs) That's all I know. So I finally got the fucking piece of paper. And uh, if you ever go to India, the people there are fucking hilarious. They're ball breakers. They've got an unbelievable sense of humor. That's what that was my big takeaway when I met the comedians over there. Like, like you're going to have a good time when you go there, man. They're really, really like funny people. Um, So I said to the lady, I was like, all right, I got the piece of paper. I go, so tonight after my show, when I, you know, I take the red eye out, I can leave. Right. And, you know, she did that thing where she does like the bobblehead thing. Which that means, that's like shrugging your shoulders over there. She didn't nod yes. She didn't say no. She just did the bobblehead thing. And then I was like, well, what is what was the purpose of me getting this then? And she did it again. And I was like, all right, well, I'm getting DMV vibes here. So I'm just going to take my piece of paper and leave. So I went out and I did my show. And the entire time I'm doing the show, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, like, am I going to get out of here? Um. whatever but I did my show and then afterwards I hung out with a bunch of comics from over there and we had a great fucking time and then I went to the airport and fortunately I was it was so late at night there was like nobody there and I hand the piece of paper to the dude I'm like yes this is saying I can leave and he fucking does the bobblehead thing and I was like I lost my temper I remember that. I'm like, I'm fine. I have to go. I, I'm, you know, I have a show I'm going to do. You know, I just did that. And I sort of gorillaed my, I, once I lost my temper, I was like, oh no, I just fucked myself. But it actually worked. Maybe he was tired or what. And uh, I did, but I did not feel comfortable until I can, I think we connected in Dubai. I didn't feel comfortable until the plane took off and we were over Europe And then I just kept playing in my head like, well, I still haven't cleared customs to get back into the United States. (laughs) So anyway, I'm anticipating that it's going to be a great show. I just, I'm a little like, you know, I just, you know, I don't want to go to somebody's country and piss people off. Like, I'm not trying to do that. And I'm also, I don't feel like going over there getting in trouble, you know what I mean? (laughs) So... And I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I have so much fucked up shit in my act right now. Um, and I'm just going through it in my head. And it's like, you ever see when those people come over and they're just like, you know, they're trying to help somebody like clean up their closet. And what I love is all they do is just throw out a bunch of shit. They don't try to talk to the person and figure out how the fuck did you end up with this closet full of shit? They don't. They just go, when's the last time you wore this? Uh, that's in that pile. These, we keeping these? No. I like those. No, we're throwing these out. That's what my actors right now. I'm just like, can I do this bit? No, no, throw that one out. Can I do that? Ah, fucking throw <laughs> that out. So I think, um, but I think th- this happens to me a lot because I freaked out when I was doing that gig in India going like, you know, uh, you know are they going to know what I'm talking about and blah, 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 blah. Am I gonna get out of the country? And everything worked out. So I think that that's what's gonna happen. I'm just more like, uh, I just wanna get over there and do it Uh, because I'm hoping it goes well. And then I can come back and go to like a MotoGP race or a a Formula One race over there or something like that. Um, And then I'm also like, I've never been in like an Arabic country or anything like that. So I'm kind of fascinated to just like, you know, do what I do in every country. I just kind of find like a cafe where it's like good people watching and I just sit and I just kind of watch people go by and I, you know, see the interactions and the cars, like everything is just like interesting, you know? Like, I think the dumbest thing you can do when you go to another country is to go to like a tourist attraction, unless it was something you really wanted. Like I get the Eiffel Tower and some shit like that, but like, you know. Even if you go to Chicago, like, don't fucking go to the top of the Sears Tower. <laughs> what, look down at a bunch of shit you should be doing? Um, I wish there was, like, a sporting event or something. Because uh, that's always fun. I remember when I went to, uh, I was in England one time, and I went to a Premier League game. What the photo that was? Everton versus, I don't know. Arsenal. I can't remember who the fuck it was. Um, but just being there, it's like, I can't fucking believe I'm in England right now and I'm at a fucking, out of respect for English people, I'll say football, even though we call it soccer. I can't believe I'm at this fucking thing. Um, watching people drinking pints and ordering. I could murder a cup of tea. I still remember this guy. I could murder a cup of tea. And I was just like, this is fucking wild. Who knew? Who knew, right? Signing up for some stupid talent contest 30 years ago and I would end up, I get to do this now. It's fucking wild. So what am I going to do? I'm going to cry about this shit. Um, You know, who knows? Maybe I was fucking in the wrong. Maybe I drifted into his lane. I didn't think I did. I didn't think I did, but uh, I got out of my car and I was expecting that the taillight was going to be busted and all of that shit. So it was... Way less damage or whatever. So, But, of course, it's the rear quarter and the bumper. You know, it can never just be like, the bumper, right, we'll just take the bumper out, we'll fucking switch it in, everything's good. You'll be fine. You know what bugged the shit out of me? Something that bugged the shit out of me was I was watching um, this clip of... Uh, was jason bonham and he was talking about his dad and he was saying what was amazing is my dad even when he got off his kit and he got on. you know jason had like a little kit he was saying he sounded he still sounded like him even on his little kit so then and then they cut to ginger baker from uh beware of mr baker and he's you know that classic line where he's trashing John Bonham going, John Bonham couldn't swing a sack of shit. And I don't know. You know what? I don't fucking get that guy. I don't get Ginger Baker and what his fucking problem was and what all that run in his yet. Can somebody direct me to the song because I know this cream, because I'm a fan of cream and I am a fan of Ginger Baker. But like the way he fucking just shits on people like he's the be all end all. OK, now I'm just whatever. I'm a dad drummer. What the fuck do I know? But like that guy is nowhere near the greatest rock drummer of all time. And he is certainly nowhere near the greatest jazz drummer of all time. He was definitely a great drummer but what the what the fuck was he talking like in what world does that guy challenge Elvin Jones to a drum battle? There's some great quote from Elvin Jones he, he was like laughing going like yeah man that guy's like fucking delusional <laughs> um, anyway it just fucking maybe it was the edit You know, cause I like, like listening to Jason telling like those family stories about his dad, man. They're, they're fucking incredible. And then this fucking, you know, I don't want to go ginger on ginger here with the crime, but this fucking grumpy cunt, like who gives a fuck about you and your backwards beat? He put the snare on one and three. Oh yeah. It sounded like shit. That backward. I'm sorry. The backwards beat. It doesn't sound good. I don't even think it grooves. Like I don't like. Okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, you did that. Why did you do the? You know, all you did with that song, is show me why they usually have the snare on two and four. All those fucking Ginger Baker fans. It's just backwards beat. I would take Keith Moon over Ginger Baker. All right, I'm I'm deliberately trying to ruffle some feathers here because I'm trying to find out, because even in that documentary, Eric Clapton, who I love, when he was talking about Ginger versus John Bonham, even he was going, oh, John was not even in the same fucking, like, stratosphere as Ginger Baker. And like, what am I, not going to listen to Eric Clapton? But like, I don't know, my fucking regular ears, I don't see what the big deal is. Dum, 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 and his stupid fills. In the white room. (laughs) I, I don't hear it. I'm not saying he stinks. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm just saying like, Like the distance he tries to put between himself and John Bonham. Like I said, I'm just a dad drummer. I'm just that guy that goes in the guitar center and tries to buy the same shit that my heroes played, thinking that I'm then going to be as good as them. I did that for a good 30 years before I was like, why don't you just go buy a fucking drum kit that feels comfortable to sit behind you fucking idiot, right? Anyway, sorry. Maybe it's the whiplash. <laughs> you know, it's funny, you know, where I get whiplash from is my kids. They just keep fucking, you know, when I'm watching TV or looking at my phone and they don't like it, they just grab my head and, and as fast as they can, whip it around to where they are. It's like a reverse chiropractor, kid chiropractor. Um, Anyway, I haven't even looked at any of the questions or anything what I'm supposed to read this week. I just immediately went into talking about what the fuck just happened. I just can't imagine like driving into somebody and like they just keep going. And it's like, how come you can't call the cops? Like, Yeah, this guy drove into me and here's the license plate. Like I learned that a long time ago, back in my Prius days, I was sitting in, at, at this traffic light, and it was one of those things. There was like I think two rows of traffic, probably about six cars deep, and this guy just came flying in like thirty-five miles an hour, and like like he was splitting wood. Went right between all of us, taking side view mirrors and door handles with him. Like just like we were like. What the fuck? Like, what just happened? I think he was having some road rage thing with somebody else and he just punched the gas. Like, I'm going to win at all costs. So all the guy's airbags go off and you don't see him. And everybody's getting out of that car. It's like, dude, what the fuck? Like, why did that person do that? Is that person okay? And finally the door opens. And the guy's got his bag and everything with him. And he just starts yelling at all of us. And he leaves. And I'm thinking in my head, I go, oh, that guy's going to fucking jail. And I called a buddy of mine who's a lawyer. Does he go to jail? He's like, well, nah, does anybody really? Nah. It's like, you can drive into six cars and then just leave the scene and you don't go to jail. It's just, I don't know. There's so much shit that I thought you went to jail for. You just, evidently, you just, you, you don't go to jail. Um, who knew? Who the fuck knew? Let me see what some of the stuff you guys, did anybody write in? Do's and don'ts, thoughts for Bill, song I hate. Oh, we got one. Okay. Another hated song. So we do have a couple of those. All right. Well, let me get to the uh, the podcast reads here for the week. I just can't believe you can, like, have an 18-wheeler drive into somebody and they look at you and you just give them the fucking deuces. All right, man, well, you know, sucks to be you. <laughs> um, anyway, I was happy that it wasn't a lot of damage. And I, at the end of the day, maybe the guy had a bad day. I don't want to get that on his fucking record. So whatever, whatever, maybe it was me. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? What am I going to do now? Am I going to carry this shit? And I'm gonna sit there and like get angry about this guy. I'm not, all right? I am lucky enough to do my dream for a living, all right? I have a beautiful wife, two beautiful kids, and I'm gonna go around, I'm gonna go to Abu Dhabi and then all of Europe telling jokes. It's a fender bender bill, who gives a fuck? There we go, sorry. This is literally me working it out the old me oh the old me oh the old me oh geez oh 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 i would have been upset all right policy genius i didn't even get mad at the guy i just had the window down when i was on and he had his window down i couldn't hear i was just like why did you do that (laughs) i wasn't even mad i was like confused why is this like a movie shoot and you're the stunt driver and you i don't know anyway policy genius You know, if you have family like I do, you know how much loved ones depend on you. In the worst case scenario, you wouldn't want to worry about, you wouldn't want to worry about money. All right, let me tell you from personal experience, it is super satisfying to check life insurance off your to-do list. You know what? They just wrote that for me to say that because you're supposed to say that, but that actually is true. And I had that guy thing where I didn't want to get life insurance because I couldn't deal with my own mortality. But then after I did it and I knew that everybody that I loved was going to be taken care of, it made me feel great. But I would say, get rid of the knives in your house. Okay? Because you just, you know, you kind of, you dying now is like a good, I'm not selling it well. Um, And getting covered... (laughs) It would be even more satisfying when you use Policy Genius. Hey, if you love your wife and kids and you don't want them to be destitute, um, just play a little life insurance, right? Get a little life insurance. Here. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies uh, that start at just $25 per month for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer coverage in as little as a week and avoid, and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Uh they work for you, not the insurance, they work for you not the insurance companies. That means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another. So you can trust their guidance. Policy Genius is for parents, caregivers and anyone else who has people who depend on them. They simply they simplify the process of getting life insurance to so you can protect people you love. No wonder they have thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot. Your loved ones deserve a financial safety net. You deserve a smarter way to find and buy it. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free uh, life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. All right. Is this lastly but not leastly? Oh, it is. Look at that. Not a lot of heavy lifting. All right, let's see. Why won't you do that? There we go. All right, AG1. You know, our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. Why? Why? Take a bunch of different things when you can just mix one scoop of powder in water once a day. AG1 was designed with ease in mind so you can live healthier and better without having to complicate your routine. AG1 replaces your multivitamin, probiotic, and more in one simple drinkable habit. AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that delivers comprehensive nutrients to support whole body health. Science driven formulation of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food source nutrients. Every scoop is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, and probiotics and whole food-sourced ingredients of high quality that gives you major benefits like gut and mood support, boosted energy, and even healthier-looking skin, hair, and nails. I'm going to start adding a scoop of this to my fucking Apple Jacks. AG1 is raising the standard for quality in the supplement category. AG1. Helps you build your health foundation first. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash burr. That's drinkag1.com slash burr to check it out. Shout out to Angel Salazar. Um... All right, so there we go. Now let's get into the reads here for this week, everybody. You guys chime in. This is where your voice is heard. Uh, all right, MSG. Hey, Bill, big fan and discovered your podcast about a month ago. Wow, wasn't that wonderful? I've never subscribed to anything so quickly. Well, maybe I need to promote it a little more a uh, quick question for you I attended your Newark show in June and I'm wondering if I should attend your show at Madison Square Garden will it be the same stand up hour or different content uh yeah no dude if you went to Newark I would stay home I mean it, my shows are always different I do write all the time I do add new things but the bones of it is gonna be uh would be the same thing um I yeah, go check out somebody else's show. You saw my hour, all right? And then when the special comes out, whenever I tape my next special, you'll see some of the different things from the comfort of your own home. I don't want you to go into the Lincoln Tunnel, drive in and merge like a gentleman and then get rear-ended by some trucker who is sick of cars or whatever the fuck he's sick of and then he won't pull over because you're in the tunnel and then you got to deal with New York cops saying, oh, that's actually on the Jersey side of the fucking Rigor Romero. Ah, uh, whatever. Whatever. Um, let's see. When did I do the Newark thing? Well, I mean, we'll be five months later. You know what I would say? There's going to be too much of the same stuff and I don't want to rip you off. So I would stay home. There, there's that. All right, New York do's and don'ts. Hey there old Billy New York balls, big fan from Norway here. Man, I had such a good time. Anytime I've ever gone to Oslo, and I still just remembered like how much people were drinking, they got after it, and they but they were fun. They were fun drunks. The, the key to those three countries there Norway, Sweden, and Finland is you want to stay on the southern tip. You don't want to go north where the sun never shines and people are so into death metal that they actually kill members of other bands. You don't need to do that. You stay down near, what is that body of water? Is that the Baltic Sea? Is that the Baltic Sea? Let's see if I remember anything. Why does this thing always do this? It goes right back to whatever the fuck you have in your google maps all right we're going around the world the world the world that is the baltic sea and what is this other thing it's sort of oh the Skagerrak, whatever the hell that is uh the north sea that's fucking exciting look at these now somebody told me that people in the south of france when all the jerk off tourists come there, they actually go to Croatia and there's some lake, that's where they go, to get the fuck away from all of us pasty people invading their their world. So what is it? Is it the Black Sea that they're on? Um, I don't know. Bill, can you stick with the question? All right. What was I talking about? I don't know. Uh, oh, we talk about This person from, a Norwegian person. I have a trip to New York soon, and I was wondering if you could give some advice on what to do while vacationing there. Well, I moved away in 2007, so um, I'll do the best I can. My girlfriend and I are going to spend nine days there. That's a good number, I wouldn't go any further. I don't like being on vacation any longer than like, like nine days is kind of perfect. 10 days is too much. 14 days, you're like, what do do I even do for a living anymore? Um, I have planned trips to several comedy clubs, but that's all I thought of. Uh, She has a freaking list that will leave me sweating my ass off if we do all she has planned. All right, let's talk about that right there. Okay? One of the dumbest things you can do is go to a city And just, you know, go on vacation to someplace and then just fill up every day with shit to do. At that point, you're not on vacation anymore, okay? Like, um, that's one of of the many things that I love about my wife is, I remember when we went, oh my God, we wanted to go to Paris. That's all we talked about. Forever we wanted to go there since I first met her. And, you know, we weren't able to do it until, I think we went, oh, we went there on uh, on our honeymoon. We finally went. And at that point, we had been talking about it forever. And we finally went there and there was all of this shit that we wanted to go and see and everything. And we just sort of like gravitated towards these cafes. And we just sort of sat with the locals and just watched all the tourists go by and all of that type of shit. And like, I just feel like you should, you, you gotta like, it's, you gotta do some touristy shit, but you can't do it. Like who wants to go on vacation and just spend it standing in line with a bunch of jerk offs wearing styrofoam Statue of Liberty helmets or whatever, that ring of honor that they fucking, whatever the hell it is that she has. I do love how she well Give us your, your your poor, giving us your, your oppressed, you look at the look on her face. She doesn't seem excited. She's just kind of like, hey, all right, you know, buckle up. Are you guys the latest immigrants here? Well, you're going to get blamed for everything. Good luck to you. Um, This is this is how I would approach your girlfriend. I would just say, listen, um, give me your top, like, five things that you want to do. And I... You know, we'll definitely do those. But I don't think we, use the pronoun we, identify with we. I don't think we wanna spend every day running around, getting on subways, trying to see all of this shit. New York is not going anywhere, all right? Let's, like, oh my God. What does she wanna do? She wants to go up the Freedom Tower. And then fucking go up the Empire State Building, and then go see the Statue of Liberty, and then go to Roosevelt. Is it Roosevelt Island? What? What? Uh, no, that's not it. What's the one where everybody got processed? Roosevelt Island is that fucking weirdo island with the gondola. Ellis Island. And Then we got to go to Brooklyn, and then we got to uh, and we got to go see Central. Park. Like, go see Central Park, and just chill out. Walk around, maybe go see where the John Lennon thing is, or maybe you don't. There's always some music, there's some band playing there. Just walk around at a nice leisurely fucking pace. Fuck all these restaurants. Oh my God, we have to eat there. They have the, you know, fuck all of that. If you get there, you get there. That should be your vibe. Weed is legal, you know. Take five milligrams, walk around the city. There's a lot of shit. All you just need to do is look at it. You don't need to go in there. You know? When I was in Paris, you know, I did the Louvre. I was just like, where is the Mona Lisa? And I got my stupid ticket. I walked in, I looked at it. It was literally the size of an air-conditioned filter air conditioner filter, like a house one, right? It was that big. It was a bunch of fucking jerk offs standing there. Not jerk offs, people that actually appreciate art. I was there cause like, I guess I was supposed to look at it. But I mean, it might as well have been a reprint in a post office, how quickly I went in there. And when, once again, what I loved about my wife, I'm like, okay, we saw it. You wanna get the fuck out of here? She's like, yeah, let's go to a cafe and let's let's go have some drinks. She smoked she was used to smoke cigarettes, right so she' smoking a cigarette? I had a little cigar going. you know I got a fucking uh whatever whatever the fuck I ordered it was delicious food, and that's what we did and we would just sit there and do that. so I would try um to do that when when you're in New York. There's a lot of shit you can just look at. You don't need to go up the Empire State Building all right. You want that experience? Just look out your window when you're landing. Yes, there is New York. We see it from above. Goddamn, there's a lot of buildings. Fantastic. Do not. Empire State Building is all right. Uh, Statue of Liberty, do not do that. Do not fucking do that. Go to the southern tip there, Battery Park. Take a fucking picture of it. Do not get on that fucking boat. And go over there and stand in line to climb up into a fucking statue. All right. The windows are dirty and you, what you want to see is what's over her shoulder, the city. You're just looking out at, you know, over to Staten Island or whatever. It's biggest fucking waste of time. All right. I would skip Ellis Island. I wouldn't go up any fucking buildings. All right. Um, She's a woman, so she's going to want to go to a museum. So do the Museum of Natural History or whatever like that. But really just sort of find places where there's young people and where they're eating or where they're hanging out and just go in there. I don't know what any of those places are, but I would do that. But if you're going to fucking, you know, they have, this is the, mus- the history of taxicabs in New York. Fuck all of that shit. Go to a baseball game. Go to a Yankee game. I think the US Open's still going on. Go see a tennis match or something like that. You get your sporting event in. Fuck everything else. All right. We're gonna go down to Wall Street and watch and fucking ring the bell. Fuck all of that. You know what? And and to get her to hear your opinion, just if compare them to tourist attractions that you and your girlfriend never go to in Oslo. Oslo, however the fuck you say it. The history of uh, whaling or whatever the fuck you guys do over there. What do you guys do over there? Whatever you do, you keep it on the down low. So I, 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 I respect it. And let me finish reading this thing. So I come to you, Mr. Burr, with the hope that you can give some insight on how we should spend our time. I'd go to a Yankee game. I'd find out where the best slices of pizza are. There's a couple of sick places in Brooklyn. There's a couple of sick places in Manhattan, but there's only a couple. The rest of them are living off the reputation. All right? Um, okay, great food, he wants to know. Oh, shit. It's just been too fucking long. There's, there's a bunch of websites out there. Every place is great. Um, if you want a really old school, I do like that Katz's Diner, deli or whatever. Um, And that is a good experience late at night when there's a bunch of young people all hammered going in there or whatever drugs that they're on. That's a fun little part of New York. Um, And the sandwiches are delicious. They're fucking incredible. They're gigantic. They just, and you only eat half of it, and the next morning you wake up and eat the other half and you actually enjoy the heartburn. Other than that, the whole fucking... I would do Central Park. I would go to a Yankee game. Um, If the U.S. opens... I've already said everything that I would do. I don't know anything else. But, like, everything else is on... um, Is online. And I'll just give you some advice here. All right? If you're trying to pick a coffee place... When you look up the top coffee places to go to... The pictures should only be of coffee. If it's pictures of coffee and food, fuck that place. If the coffee is in plastic containers, fuck that place. If it's just coffee and they're in, in each one looks like it's in the, the special mug that that type of coffee should be in, that's what you wanna gravitate towards. Other than that, um, it's New York. You're gonna have a great time. It's essentially um, our Paris. It's the best city that we have as far as, um, mix of people, you know, people come from all over, move there, dominate, and reach their goals. And then New Yorkers like sort of act like they're, they, they just start adopting people. Like the same way their teams just sign free agents. They sort of sign free agent, talented people. <laughs> uh, anyway, all right, thoughts for Bill. Hey Bill. Hey there Billy Redface. Um what do they say here? I am an 18-year-old fan. Been listening with my dad since I was 14. Oh, that's cool. And I've gone back to check out all your other stuff. Uh you often you're often checking yourself about sounding like an old man if you complain about the way my generation my generation and the ones before me do stuff. I don't understand why or how it used to be but only a small percent of my generation is represented in the media. Yeah, the worst part, the worst part. You're always, you're always judged by the worst of you, you know? I mean, that's the basis of racism and all of that stuff. Uh, misogyny, I'm raising my hand. Um, I don't judge all of women, I just judge the psychos. Um, All right, movies, and that's how women are. All right, movies and music. Have you you thinking that we're all dancing for our phones and listening exclusively to trap music? Reality is that it makes it hard for kids my age to find cool stuff, even though it's everywhere, because most don't really look since much as it is shoved down our throat. I actually know what you mean. Because back in the day a scene could develop. And then it all of a sudden, you know, people would start hearing about it and would grow and it would grow and it would grow. And then when um, the mainstream found out about it, that would sort of be the end of it. And then you'd get some bands, new style of clothing, or or food or whatever. Um, Sort of like, you know, I always bring this up, like the metal scene in Los Angeles, the grunge scene. San Francisco and uh, sorry, Seattle. Then there was a little scene in San Francisco. As far as I just know, I just know about white music, right? Um, but now, like all of that shit, it just gets devoured before it even has a chance to get going. Like I, I'll tell you, what's was amazing book that I read was the Beastie Boys or Beastie Boys, not the Beastie, but Beastie Boys put out this book, and it described. Manhattan in the, in the eighties, like after, like, um, it had almost gone bankrupt after the blackout after son of Sam and all of that. And sort of the, uh, when the crack eighties were happening and there was all of this, it was sort of post, I would say, uh, what was that, that classic club down there? CBGBs, right? Sort of post that, all those bands, Blondie to Talking Heads, Ramones, all of them had made it and they were doing these gigs. It seemed like it was in the, the area of like Tribeca or whatever, but it was like wild. It was just like, there was just nobody there and it just seemed like their generation had the keys to this city. Um, and this amazing scene came out of that um, I wish there was like more of that. Um, but like everybody's like filming everything and just ratting it out before it even gets going. So anyway, um, this kid says kids in my school, just listen to whatever is the TikTok trend and don't realize there's more. Uh, well that happened in my generation. People just listen to top 40 and, and like, I'm going back to the eighties now and seeing all these cool movies and bands that I didn't even know. So I didn't dig that deep. That is part of being young. Um, anyway, uh, there are never more than five popular songs at a time and the school parking lot really sucks audibly. I'm not complaining and I'm not bullied or bitter, just annoyed. I listen to new music, but a lot of what makes me go, wow, is old. Uh, last year, I guarantee you there's some sick ass bands out there. It's just trying to find them is hard. Uh, Last year in history, we were learning about the Dark Ages and I kept thinking about how it was better before the Dark Ages. But during the Dark Ages, did someone say people always think things were better in their day? Stop complaining Uh, because they are trying to make people feel bad for not being happy with the way things are. Uh, Just some morning thoughts, Bill. I think it's fine to complain about things. As long as you check your generational ego once in a while, which you do very often, so complain away. Um, I think a lot of old people complaining is, uh, everything was better when you were young. Like when the people, oh my God, the 80s were amazing. It was just like, like, were they? I mean, depends on where you were. Like if you were young living in the suburbs and you were away from the crack epidemic and you were away from uh you know the president at the time deregulating everything and basically handing the keys over to these this greed that we have now, I'm not saying he's fully responsible, but like it really set in motion this elimination of the uh, the middle class and not respecting unions and shit like that um. But there was also, you know, oh, here's one that fucking took out a lot of people where I was, was cocaine. Cocaine, the big lie and all of that shit. But then there was, you know, every time there's good stuff and there there is bad stuff. But uh, yeah, well, here's what I would say to you, considering you're saying it's OK for me to complain away. Don't listen to these fucking... People from my generation that say, you know, nobody complained when we were growing up. You know, parents were like, I'll give you something to complain about. They did, and we still complained. We bitched all the time, just as much as you guys do or whatever, you know? Believe me. If if all of this technology existed, we would have been walking around staring at our fucking phones too. Um, all right, Song I Hate. Here we go. Song I Hate. Um... What is this person? Top of the morning, Billy. Oh, so this is something I was saying. Like, if there is there like a, uh, like a song out there that everybody loves? And for the life of you, you can't figure out why people love it. But so many people love it. You know, it's got to be you, right? For me, it was Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm just not into that song. I fucking, I fucking hate that song. I love that band. I fucking hate that song. All right? But that could just be one of those things. Like, I love Led Zeppelin, but if Stairway to Heaven comes on, I turn it off. It might be it's just been overplayed. I don't know what, but people lose their fucking mind when that song comes on. So that started this topic. So Song I Hate, top of the morning to you, Billy. I 100% agree on your take on Bohemian Rhapsody. The song, the song that does my head in uh, is Mr. Brightside by The Killers. Uh, I'm not familiar with... I, I wish I listened to The Killers more because I downloaded one of their albums and I love the music and I think the guy, the lead singer's fucking voice is incredible. So this must be a huge hit. For some reason, it's a bit of an anthem here in the UK and people lose their minds when it comes on. It came out around... Maybe that's something it has to do with people like you, and you're like me... Something about just saying a large group of people enjoy something makes you fucking just automatically. Maybe you're contrarian. You're like, yeah, fuck this Mr. Brightside song. Um, It came out around the same time I started at university. And every time that fucking guitar riff starts, every cunt and their uncle. (laughs) That's just a funny expression. Every cunt and their uncle would go crazy for it. And I never understood why. Twenty years on, and the reaction is still the same. People go insane for one of the most average songs ever. Jog on. Hope the fam. Uh, hope the family are well. And go fuck yourself. No, there's a lot of songs like. Um, what was what was that song? Uh, when I was really feeling old, and I don't even know who wrote this song. This is the story of a girl who cried a river and drowned the whole world. Like women just fucking lost their shit when that song came on. I'm not, I don't even think that's a bad song, but that was like one of those ones where I was just like, wow, this is just connecting with young people in a way that I am not feeling I am, like that was the first time I was like, wow, I am fucking old. Because I, I, you know, I lied to myself going like, I'm not gonna be one of these old people that doesn't know about young people music. I don't understand why people just listen to fucking so, yeah? You, know, you know, I actually said that. And this is the latest playlist I made for when I'm at the gym. All right. Um, I want to rock, Twisted Sister. Wanted Dead or Alive, Bon Jovi. Don't tell me you love me, Night Ranger. Sister Christian, Night Ranger. Shake me, Cinderella. Somebody save me, Cinderella. I'm telling you guys, I'm not going to be one of these people, man, that just grows up and just keeps listening to the shit that he listened to in high school. It ain't happening to me, man. You know what? It happens and it's fucking great. Um, anyway, plowing ahead. Uh, there's a, here's another one here. Hated song. Billy Joel. Hi, Bill. Longtime fan. Thanks for the laugh. Billy Joel, who, by the way, you got to see that guy live. I saw him at SoFi Stadium. I know I've said this, but just in case people missed the podcast, was Stevie Nicks opening up. I mean, Stevie Nicks was was enough. She's so fucking she was fucking amazing. And then he came out and just like the way he just was so relaxed. In front of with all of those people, man. Like it was, it was as a performer watching him, he was amazing. So anyway. And now that I've complimented him, now he's going to get some shit from a listener. All right, Billy Joel is obviously an extremely popular artist. Some of his stuff is good. Some of it is just okay. But a few songs are absolute dumpster fire garbage. The worst offender, in my opinion, is Uptown Girl. Oh, okay. I would have gone with We Didn't Start the Fire because that just sounds like a baby boomer not taking responsibility. Like, what about this? What about that? Uh, that song is an ear-raping piece of drivel that needs to be locked away in musical sol- solitary confinement and never see the light of day again. I think some of these guys, like Billy Joel gets it a lot because the guy's all over the fucking radio, so. Uh, I never understood why Joel sings this song in a nasally affected accent that isn't present on any of his other songs. Does he? Uh, uptown girl. I guess, yeah, he does. I always thought he was trying to do like a Motown thing on that. Like I said, what do I know? I go into into fucking Guitar Center. I'm like, I want the same high hats that Stuart Copeland had. Uh, and then I s- still suck. Um, he sounds like he gave a blowjob to a can of helium and is singing while holding his nose. Jesus. Whenever I'm in a room full of people and this song comes on, I want to leave immediately. In all fairness, I hate this song because I worked at the Trader Joe's in Coolidge Corner Brookline one summer. I'm a BU grad. And this song was in constant rotation. Yeah, I think it's like uh, a job you didn't like and that song reminds you of it. Tell me, Bill, am I crazy? Is this not a terrible piece of audio crap? I will tell you this. I didn't get that song when I first heard it. Cause he's talking about how, you know, he's in love with this chick that's way classier than him. And he was sort of painting himself as a bad boy. And I was looking at it going like, what is, you're a nice little Jewish kid that plays piano. Like, you're not in a gang, what's going on, right? I didn't understand that song until years later when his drinking got out of control and he started driving his car through the front of people's fucking houses. And then I was like, oh, there it is. He was trying, I think this was Billy trying to let people know that the drinking was getting a little out of control and this chick's way out of her league. Maybe he was trying to warn her. I don't know what, but that, that song, when I first heard it, I was like, uh, you are an uptown guy. You're at least midtown. You, you, don't, you come off as a nice guy. <laughs> Thoughtful, you know? introspective, whatever that fucking word is. I didn't get it. I think that song, you know, my interpretation of that song was maybe this is when Billy's drinking was starting to, he was starting to kind of lose control of it, maybe. Or maybe he was just sitting there going like, I am just some little fella playing a piano. What is this nine foot gorgeous woman doing with me? Maybe, I don't know what it was. The self-loathing that makes him a great artist, maybe that that's what's coming out, I don't know. But I will tell you this, I do not wanna listen to a bunch of people in Trader Joe's singing that song. I can definitely bond with you um, on that one. Should I throw another log on the fire and think of another fucking song that drives me up the wall? Um, Well, I've already talked about all that meatloaf shit I, you know something? They, they, there, was, there was a couple of bands out there where they really could have been like a completely different band, but for whatever reason, like their lead singer had too much musical theater in him. You know? Oh, I, I'll give you one. I'm not throwing anybody under the bus, but like I remember when David Lee Roth went solo and he gradually became almost like this lounge act. And I was like, what the fuck is he doing? If you really go back and listen to all of Van Halen when he was in it, it was always there. But it was this integral part that actually kind of made the rest, it balanced out the band. But it on, it, on its own, it, it, it just wasn't something that I was necessarily into. Um, I still love him, and he's still one of my favorite front men of all time. But, like, when he was I'm just a gigolo and everywhere else, it's like, what the fuck is he doing this? Like, this guy was the front man of the best fucking rock band. Like, why is he doing this shit? And then all of a sudden, you go back to listen to Van Halen One, that little breakdown, bada, shooby or those those silly little songs, Bomba or Big Bad Bill is Sweet William. Now, he always had that sort of like, element. And it's just amazing when that got extracted out of Van Halen and it was just it was sort of like ramped up how different his whole vibe became. Um I don't know, I got I got to give you I got to give what's what's a fucking This is like back in the day when you were going to a record store and like the whole week you would be thinking of all of these fucking albums you wanted to buy. And then you would walk into the record store after working, you know, your 40, 45 hours for the week and you would just draw a blank like, what the fuck did I want to buy? I also think that was the genius of ACDC's name. The genius of, of, of naming your band a letter A is that you were at the, you were, you were at the, the first fucking, the albums was right there. ACDC, Aerosmith, ABBA. All huge bands. <laughs> and I think the worst. What do you think's worse? Naming your band, you know. I know White Snake still did all right. I mean, X, Y, and Z are tough. Those are always really skinny bins. Um, or like Lost in like the Shuffle, M's, N's. I still think they did all right I don't know what what is a fucking I'm gonna give you guys one god damn it I'm gonna sit here and think of something what is a fucking song that comes oh Jesus oh uh, no I can't do this I can't do this because Nia will get mad at me but she has someone that she listens to and uh, for the life of me I just don't get it I'm not doing this I'm not doing this because you know what's gonna happen to me? I'm gonna run into one of these people and then it's gonna be fucking super awkward. I don't wanna do that. But oh my god. It's like I just I don't fucking <laughs> I'm talking like fans crying when they watch this person on stage. And I'm just sitting there going like, what in the fuck am I watching? Um, but they're all younger. So maybe that's what it is. I don't know what. This is a dangerous game. You know? Maybe I should stop playing this because I'm going to end up fucking running into somebody and then it's just going to be a bad thing. I thought you liked my music. I heard what you said on the podcast, you know? Um. All right, here's one for you. Who are you on the fence with? What's a band where you're kind of like, you know... You're not an album guy. You're just like the singles. You know what? Billy Joel. But Billy Joel's written so many fucking hits. Like, I don't think he could miss with one of his albums, right? I don't fucking know. All right, listen. I got enough problems. I got truck drivers rear-ended me. I don't need this shit, all right? Whatever. You guys want to keep going with this? I got to pick something else. Um, All right. And with that... That's the podcast for this week Uh, Next time I talk to you I will be in uh, The other side of the world Uh, Thank you to everybody in Abu Dhabi That got tickets I hope I don't fucking piss you off Thank you to everybody else Prague Stockholm Berlin um, Budapest Last time I was there I was just like I should have made a special here These fucking people are amazing So I'm really looking forward To all of that Um, And I'm going over there With Uh uh, Bianca, Bianca Vau and Nate Craig. It's going to be fucking awesome. Um, wire to wire, it's just going to be a killer show. So if you're over there, I hope you got your tickets because it's going to be a great show. All right, that's it. I'll talk to you later.